Kenny Jacket, and you're listening to the, on average, Wolves Fancast. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and on the podcast this week, we've got the self-proclaimed football manager, B-E-A-S-T, or Beast, as everyone else likes to know, is it? Um, Luke Thompson. Yeah, I was thinking um, we might need to change that. Are you not doing so well? I don't really play it no more. Oh, okay. I was thinking, could we have fantasy football manager Beast? Okay, well, in the Fancast League, you're what, 10th? You're 10th at the moment, I checked Mm. earlier. Uh, If you're first, maybe. But, I mean, compared to... So, so, so can we call you the self-proclaimed 10th best (laughs) football manager? Yeah, that'll do. Fantasy beast. Beast. Beast, there we go. Beast, hold on. Uh, and we've and we've got someone who loves nothing more than a good stat yes. and a notepad, uh, Richard Hobbs. Good evening, everyone. With us, oh. uh, on the podcast, we're going to talk about the game against Blackburn, but firstly, the transfer window, which closed uh, last night. Um, hope you all watched. And the... <laughs> <laughs> well, many things happened, let's just say that. Um, so the, uh, January tra- the January, the uh, the summer transfer window closed. On transfer deadline day, Wolves fans were scouring, hoping for a, a late striker to come in. Uh, that wasn't the case at all. There was a late uh, link to uh, Clark Harris from Oldham. Uh, nothing really happened. But how has the transfer window been for Wolves this summer? I'm going to roll through the ins and outs. Are you ready for mm-hmm. these? Yeah. I haven't got any Top of the Pops music, sadly. So I can't really do it like that. Anyway, uh, ins. Uh, Rowe from uh, Peterborough on a free. Van La Parra from... I can never pronounce this. Heron Ben. There we go, on a free. And uh, George Savile um, from Chelsea. Undisclosed, but we think it's about a million pound. And the outs. Uh, David Davies to Birmingham. Uh, Anthony Ford to Warsaw. Uh, Stephen Ward to Burnley. Uh, Zelle Ismail on loan to Notts County. And Cassidy as well on loan. Uh, Dumbia to Toulouse. Uh, O'Hara obviously being released, which we'll need to talk about as well. Um, Courtney House on loan to Gillingham. Uh, Ella Kobe released, but he's ended up at Oldham. Anyone seen his... Uh, Gash on his head from the match. Nasty. And obviously that happened on the last day, late last night, but the last transfer happened on deadline day. Uh, Kevin Dorff to Palace till January on loan. Um, let's talk about Jamie O'Hara firstly. Uh, on Thursday, released out of the blue, to, to be honest. Very short statement from Wolves. A relief, to say the least. He's gone. Yeah, just to... Just to get him away from the club, really, you know, because there's that much sort of negativity surrounding him. Um, I mean, we can all move on and find a new pantomime for them now. Um, nice little plug there for a <laughs> Richard's blog. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad someone else did it and not me. <laughs> Why is he doing a blog? About do, you, do, you not, do, you, yes, do you not read our <laughs> blogging sphere, Luke? Was... I'm going to have to sort of mention you in tweets now. Just say yes. Yeah, yeah. There we yeah, go. There we go. Nice well, little plug there. So, <laughs> what are you going to give me for free? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Wolves for fancast at wordpress.com. Sorry to read that. Yeah, I mean, was anybody ever going to come in for him? We was never going to get any money for him. So I think it's best just to just take that heat and just get rid of him. Yeah, I'm guessing it's sort of been a long time of a pro, you know, I can't imagine it was done on Thursday. I can imagine like lawyers and stuff and his agent have been sort of trying to wrangle mm. out a deal for months on end. I can't, I'm not sure where we'll go from here, but um, states maybe. He can join up with Carl Court, who's playing for the Tampa Bay Rowdies at the moment, I found out. Or, second, or Tampa Bay Rowdies. Is that really I, a I football believe... name? Is that really a name? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a, there are by um, Red Ready Piper. Hang on. Really? Yeah. 
right, I'm supporting that team now. <laughs> oh, don't get my hopes up. That just sounds like a Sunday league team. Yeah, I know. It's a pub team. It's but it's still better than Deportivo Wanker, who yeah. play in Peru, is it? It's Peru, yeah. yeah. team called Deportivo Wanker. You're pulling my leg on. No, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they're still running, but, but yeah, there is yeah. a... Deportivo and the famous Wanker. chant, which has found its way over to England, which is mainly aimed at referees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you could go into detail, you know, for ages about the O'Hara thing. Yeah. Was he a scapegoat? Was there more than meets the eye? Was there things about his time at Wolves that he wasn't really to fought for injuries? Um, he never really refused to play for Wolves at all. The whole confrontation was it before? Was it after we lost to Blackburn when he and his family were confronted by that fan? That's the only thing that I do disagree with. Mm. Uh, you know, I do think that was well out of order. He had his kids with him. Mm. You know, yeah, that's, a... that's completely out of order. But it, Blackpool turned him down on that trial for a reason yeah. mm. because he's just not fit enough. And you can't blame Wolves for him not being fit mm. enough. Everybody else is fit enough. So that's it's purely, it's it's Jamie O'Hara's I mean, fault. Him, I'm guessing sort of a bit of last season. The last time, the last time he was fully fit, he was a Premier League footballer. I don't, you know... In the back end of the championship season, he wasn't fit. No one can tell me he mm. was a fit footballer, and he needed he clearly needed a pre-season. He needed a full, you know, you know, yeah. exercise regime to get himself over. Um, unfortunately, then, from a professional point of view, it, the more it goes on, the more it looks like he, he might not be able to play football anymore yeah. with his injuries. You know, I mean, to any footballer, you don't want. You know, to curse and to not ever play football again. So you know, from his professional point of view, it looks more and more like is he actually gonna get? But could that be down time? to his lifestyle also? Out and about at red carpet events, when really should you be getting your head down for a a good day's training yeah. in the morning? Mm. It, it it could be that. It may not be. Who knows? But I don't think any blame can be pointed at Wolves or the coaching staff or the management. Mm towards Jamie O'Hara's fitness levels and his decline as a footballer and whatever else we've given him every opportunity we've put him in the shop window offered him to clubs on trial who have looked at him and thought no paid for him to go to America to have treatment well, I think he paid for that and, himself didn't he well yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. have the the lessons of Jamie O'Hara with the transfers and uh, and whatnot, um, more so being in what happened with Andy Delort. Um, the players, the Wigan player now from Tours FC. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it, um, it came after he signed for Wigan. It came out that we did put a substantial bid in, in for him, but it was down to wages. Now, is that kind of example really from the O'Hara time that Wolves aren't going to go and just splash huge wages on, on on somebody just because they could be quite good? I, I just think now we've seen what's happened with O'Hara, um, Johnson, Doyle, Fletcher would have been on big wages. And a couple of those names did sort of bring a bad vibe to the dressing room. Was there a split in the dressing room? I suppose you'll only know if he's inside it. Mm. But I'd imagine there would have been some players who was unhappy that players was just coming in on forty grand a week. Um, so I think it's a sensible move by the club because look how damaging that was before, and we don't want to go through mm. that same process again. So I think fair enough. Mm. If 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 the scouts and the manager and the chief exec and the director of football have found a player and said, this is what we believe he's worth, then they need to stick to that. And they can't think, oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's whinging, he's agents moaning that he wants a 
five grand extra a week. No, this is what Wolverhampton Wanderers FC are offering you. It's on the table. Take it or leave it because you're not the only footballer in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're we're a big enough club that we can attract good players. Mm. So it's not like we're short and some geezer from League Two who admittedly does have a good record can sort of I won't say hold us to ransom, but we need to show that we're in charge of mm. negotiations and not the players. Was that the key thing then about deadline day? And there's a lot of people obviously frustrated that a striker didn't come in. That Wolves aren't going to go to that desperation level and think, right, we need someone, here's some money, in it's like for wages, so we can just bring you well, in. Of course, it's because with certain fans, they'll never win. We could have spent a couple of million pounds on a player, on a striker, comes, and he, he's dog dirt, mm. and then they're going to moan, ooh, what a waste of money, etc., etc. It'll be the same fans. Or so. we don't, and we bide our time. Until that right player does become available, and the moaners are, are there again. So, regardless of what we did, I just think we was the border on a hiding to nothing anyway. But people need, I think people just need to be a bit more patient. We haven't got a game for two weeks now. The loan window opens next week, is it? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, a week is off. It the 8th of September, I think. That, that gives yeah. us another five days before the next match to bring somebody in on loan. Um, is it. Do we need to panic enough that if we haven't got anybody in by Blackpool, that it's going to be the end of the world? No. no. Um, I think the time to worry is if we're getting into October mm. and we still haven't got a striker yeah. on loan. But, and I don't understand why people find it so difficult that we, well, obviously that we are going to look towards the loan market instead of mm. a permanent transfer when it worked so successfully last season. Yeah. And doesn't it make sense... When you've got the option to take somebody in on loan, for example, we could have signed Chris Wood for £2 million pound, or however much mm. he was going to cost, and he could be a flop. We can get him in on loan until January. If he's a flop, we've not lost anything, really, mm. because he'll just go back to Leicester in January. Or is a success, and then you've got the option to buy him permanently, which I think is it makes a lot more sense to do it that way than rush, and spend than rush on now. deadline yeah. day and pay an inflated price. But that, that's just my opinion, I think. We will sign somebody on loan. Kenny Jackett's not an idiot. No. He knows that we need a striker. Yeah. And he'll, he'll get one. Just and it's, it's, need a bit of patience. It's not like Wolves haven't tried to buy a striker. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had, I know Gillette there would be what the, the third failed bid. Mm-hmm. And it's all basically come down to some kind of wages or financial I think thing. there's definitely a wage cap at the yeah. club. And I, kind of, I was kind of under the impression that if we got rid of Doyle, we get a striker because you know one in one out and I thought you know that's sort of how it's been working in terms of our transfers so I mean I reckon as you say I reckon there is a wage cap and the club are being very strict about mm. not going over it. I don't know whether it's some total or saying no players allowed you know earning more than I don't know 10 grand a week so that's what it was when we got promoted in you know, nine, I think. I'd imagine Saka's on a bit more than that. Yeah, though, I think I Saka's think probably the highest earn. Mm. Yeah, I think it? I think the budgets would have changed mm. and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know if it. I do we actually know how much he's earning at Wigan? Because I can't imagine it being a king's ransom. But maybe he's getting fifteen, twenty grand, and we only offered yeah. him ten or fifteen. Because no, they must have. They still getting. They're still getting parachute payments. I mean, they've spent a right load in the. Well, yeah. actually, well, now they've made quite a lot of transfers. They, yeah, um, they've sold a couple of players, I think, as well, because they sold McCarthy, is it? Oh, I don't know. Sure yeah, they signed him to sort of to Palace, didn't they? Yeah. 
So like nine million was it? It's a it's a large amount. Yeah. Um, So you know, I think the problem in the future that comes with wages with Wolves is if Wolves are progressing as we see they are, once you get into the Premier League and you need to start adding that quality. You then need to start paying the wages that equate to that equality. Yeah. I, I know, okay, you could potentially find the right players and keep the structure the same, but as you keep progressing, mm-hmm. eventually there's going to be a point but, where you've got to increase. I think that's why McCarthy slightly failed in that third season because if I remember reading that um, Tim Nash article when McCarthy left, saying that he heard that we were offered Denver Bar and Kabaye. In that summer, and we we didn't go for them because of the wages. Mm. You think, especially with Kabaye, yeah. Mm. If we had got those in and they had been a success as they were at Newcastle, how different would it have been? So as you keep progressing, I know it's early days now, but there will surely come a time at Wolves that go right. We need to bring this player in. He's actually he's going to be earning fifteen thousand more than anyone else, but we need him because he's going to make a difference. So when does that begin? I think I think you know you've got to have a business plan. And, you know, say, for example, the salary cap now is £15,000 per week. If we get promoted, um, that could increase because, obviously, the income will increase. So, like I said, my double. So, then £30,000 a week. If then uh, we we were to have a good season in the Premier League and finish mid-table, then the board and the owners can, can, can look at that and think, well... If we do want to push the next step, we'll get extra. You know, we're getting extra revenue from X amount of extra seasons in the Premier League, so our salary cap can now go to fifty grand a week. I think it's got to be something gradual and like with with Byron and Kabai. I think yeah, that would have made mm-hmm. a big difference. But there's no harm in making mistakes if you learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I think really we need to get back in that position. And then see how everybody acts. Mm. And hopefully you'd think that the people who make those sort of decisions wouldn't be foolish enough to make the same mistake twice. Have Wolves had enough time to find a striker? Yes. Yeah. And are, are, is anyone there for, for not getting someone in the time? As I say, we have made bids for people. We've tried to get people in. Um, but we've had, what, probably since May... Mm-hmm. And we haven't been able to get yeah. a, a new striker, which is a yeah. an area since we've said probably about January, even when we got Dicko in, yeah. that we need to strengthen it. I mean, quite, I mean, I've seen people quite on Twitter. We've had since April the twelfth um, to find a striker when we knew we were going up. But it's hey, it, it's not always easy to find, you know, get a transfer. Mm. You know, say we lo- we've lost out on players, but I don't think the players we've necessarily lost out on have taken a step down from Wolves or anything like that. I think because of the league, you know, because of the league, any, anyone can finish anywhere. But because I, I don't think it's sort of gone in our favour that we've been a newly promoted team. However well our start's been, it's been very good. We are still a newly promoted mm. team. So teams might be, you know, Patrick Bamford, for example, might have seen, right, you've got enough for Middlesbrough and Wolves, which who do you think are going to progress a bit more this season? Now, I don't really think Burr will do much this season, but in his eyes, he might see newish manager, Adam at Chelsea, Wolves, just got promoted, not 100% sure. And I think for a lot of the transfers we've actually missed out on, same as um, Callum Wilson as well. Bournemouth did really well last mm, season. Mid-table? You know, they finished 9th, 10th, I think. Mm-hmm. It was something really well. 
I mean, I, I, I sort of tip them to do quite well this season. I'd say, not, not going to be too disrespectful of Bournemouth, and I've sort of hoped that we should be able to beat them out to transfers, um, because I think we're mm. a slightly bigger club. And I know they are, they've got a new owner and stuff, but say it can be difficult, and we're, at, you know, same. We're looking at the same people, same strikers as every other club in the league. As it mm-hmm. seems, you know, we just got to possibly work a little bit harder to find a bit of a. You know, Jim. If we uh, before we look at the loan window and where we probably need to go, transfer is in general this summer. How do we feel? Think it's gone well for us? Um, it's, it's, it's gone really well. I think it, if we would have got a striker in before the deadline, then you could say, yeah, everything's done now. You could possibly give it ten out of ten. Yeah. I think because we didn't get a striker, um, you know, you're gonna have to knock it down to about eight. I mean, you've brought in. Van der Parra, Rowe and Savile for a combined total of £1 million, which I think that's yeah, absolutely so fantastic looking, business. Yeah, in terms of, sort, I'm not saying we need to sell them on, but the sell-on price of those three combined. Mm. Yeah. Especially with how well Van der Parra has done yeah. since the start of the season. Exactly. Um, people have gone out, obviously people like Ismail Acasti going on loan was probably expected anyway. David Davis was on the fringes, so um, with Anthony Ford... Um, the group three, three of them are technically gone. You didn't put Jack Price in there. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, Jack Price going. He's to, gone to, for a month, isn't he? Yeah, to a Yeovil for an emergency loan. <laughs> yeah. um, we lost oh, um, Stephen Ward as well. So yes, gone. so Stephen Ward's gone. Um, I, I did mention Stephen Ward. That's did, the bomb squad. I did mention oh, Stephen yeah. Ward, uh, but obviously Ward going, Ohio going, um, Dumbia going. So three permanently gone. Mm-hmm. Obviously Doyle technically a fourth one gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to see the rumours about Johnson and, and Gent. Gent. Yeah. or Gent? I don't know. I couldn't tell which one it was. Annoying it both, was Gent. both. Both in the Belgium league. Yeah. Um, McLeishan managing them now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But that was the main object, wasn't it? Really, of, of this window was to start getting rid of some of that squad. O'Hara was probably the biggest. Johnson will be the other biggest piece of that, that puzzle. Um, I mean, from that bomb squad, we're only really left with Bakari, who can't go anywhere anyway because he's injured. Injured, yeah, for another three months. And um, Kevin Fowley, who... Kevin Fowley's a bit of a weird one because he's been used in pre-season. Mm. It, it seems to be like in not and out. very much back of it's, it's, Well, no one minds Kevin Fowley. Everyone likes Kevin mm. Fowley, really. He's kind of not deserved... He, he's a bit undeserved to be in there because I think he's had to be put in there because he's now surplus to requirements. Mm-hmm. There is another one. There is another bomb squad person. The yeah. forgotten man. Come on. Go on. Get the cogs working, Luke. Do you Come know? On. Yeah. There is another one in the bomb squad. There is another one. He likes eating pizza. Oh, Margarita. Yeah. Margarita, obviously. He's yeah. still there. No offers, or well, as far as when, I think it's coming for him. He may be one that yeah. just floats there for a while. Str- bit of a strange one, that is, isn't mm. it? Margarita. So. Well, we were, saying, we were saying the other week how we feel it might be a tad short on centre backs. I haven't seen didn't see him at all at Copenhagen. Mm. But. I mean, did he really do anything that deserved him to be. Bombed? He played sort of one game. He played Northampton North North, in the yeah. pub, didn't he? We, we've barely spent anything to bring quality players in, and we've shipped out a lot. And looking forward towards January. Look what we've got off the wage bill, which will make us a lot more flexible. Yeah, I think in that, the next I window. think that's the thing. That's why I think we only were again a couple of free transfers at the start of the mm. season. I think now that we've got rid of a few more players, especially with Doyle out on loan. You know, I don't know how much Paris is picking up his wages, but I'm guessing it's going to be minimum fifty fifty. I'd say. Yeah, exactly. I assume they're paying a portion of it. Mm. You know, I think we will have a bit more money to spend, hopefully. Um, and as well, you haven't always got to spend. Tens of millions of pounds 
to have a successful window. Mm. You mm. can spend millions of pounds on a plan. It can be absolute garbage. You know, you've got it's all about being wise and strengthening the positioning, the positions that the squad and first team need strengthening mm. in, which we've done. Bar the striker. Mm. I think people need to know, Wolves historically don't do business late on in summer windows. They used to do it quite early. I mean, I was looking back at the last time Wolves made probably a more significant transfer deadline day signing. And I, or the last I heard, the, the earliest one I could think of was Basong on loan mm. at, the, at the 11th hour. I mean, before we've got in maybe like a kid, or Lee Evans I think came in um, on, a, on a January, um, Courtney House came in on a, a January last day. But they're kind of they were development players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Basong was the last key one. And Wolves, like they did with Rowe and Van Lepara, get it done early. So I wasn't that... Obviously, I know the Clark Harris rumour came mm. from Oldham, which got people excited. People were like, oh, come on! <laughs> um, but I don't think really we should have been surprised that no one came in nah. that night. Nah. I was expecting us to do something maybe the last week, but I didn't mm. think... I couldn't see Wolves doing something half ten yesterday evening. Yeah. Um, so I think we have done well this window. I think you've got to look at two ways. It's what's c- come in and what's come out. Um, mm. So, you know, the players who have left, shred, you know, all dead weight. We haven't lost any key players, you know, which I think is good. Like, yeah, it's a massive bonus. You know, look at it from a newly promoted club's point of view. We've kept all our star players from last season. We've got with some of the dead weight, um, Barr, Johnson and Bakari. Mm. Um, We've still got Sacco. Yeah. Mm. It's a massive yeah. loss. And actually, I think one of the things, if we save some of the wages of O'Hara, hopefully that can sort of go towards... Saturday's new contract. contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't think of that. I don't... I just thought it off the top of my head. Forget so one more cap, just put him on 60 grand a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 60 grand a week, five years, just <laughs> yeah. get, get him tied under. All right, just, just to quickly finish off, loan window then, obviously striker's number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that we can think of who to bring in? I know early rumblings have been Danny Graham once again from Sunderland. Do we bring him in or not anyone sure, else? It could be like a Premier League reserve striker. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, which I think as as well makes a lot more sense when you see the work that they've done and when they finalise their squad. See who's not even made the cut because mm. you can't, you know, you can't make that decision yesterday. Who hasn't made the cut because the squads haven't been finalised? So you never know. Somebody might surprisingly yeah, I mean, have not made the twenty-five, and we can. Snap him up on that. James Wilson at Man U getting any? I know he's under twenty one, so he doesn't get red. Doesn't he? Yeah, get I think registered. you can have as many under twenty ones as but possible. Will he, want, so. will he want to stay around when he's well, got? I mean, he's foul count. Exactly, he's, he's not going to get a sniff, is he? Yeah. So there's one. I mean, so I think I always think there are players you can get. Mm. And Wolves got a good reputation, especially last season with loans. Henry yeah. and Jacobs came in alone. We yeah. bought them two or three months later because obviously they did very well. There's no reason why Wolves couldn't buy a striker, a young striker, does very well, and I think in two months' time, right, here's yeah. a couple of million, for example, mm-hmm. and bring him in. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting now for the next few weeks. Yeah, I think. When's the 25-man squad deadline? Very quick, soon after. It's going to be, a, a, must be at the end. Do you reckon after internationals, possibly? Yeah, probably. Before the next game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a key, obviously, thing with the loan window as well is um, it could happen that Saka and Dicko go off to uh, the African Cup of Nations yeah. with Mali as well. They're in a, I think people have suggested with their qualification they could mm. actually get through. I think they've got like EFL appearance. Um, Jacket has said that they will make plans, obviously, if that does happen. But you know, like I think you said with October, if it's looking like they're going to qualify, you're missing two very significant mm. players there. Yeah. Not just because 
of individually, but because they're they're almost a team within themselves. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the squad, so Wolves really need to get a provision. I think I think with Sacco, we'd probably be okay. Yeah, I think we've got the cover on the wings. But it's we? Dicko if we don't bring in another striker. Yeah. But that's why and Jackie is not a stupid man. He knows that the African Cup of Nations is coming in January. He knows realistically Dicko's an only striker, so he'll, he'll get a striker. Mm. He's not yeah. stupid. If he doesn't get a striker, then to be fair. He's stupid, and I'd be, <laughs> but I would be shocked that he's yeah. he's that stupid. He's just not. We'll get a striker. Just just need to stop panicking. Wolves celebrated their hundred and twenty fifth anniversary at Molineux on Saturday with a three one win against Blackburn. Um, the French connection once again, Sacco and mm. Dico getting the goals. Double from Sacco, a single from Dico. But it was a bit more of a closer game than the scoreline suggests. I would think Blackburn were very much more in the game. This time, and they took, and they had a lot of possession, especially mm-hmm. in the first half. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts, gents. What do we think? I was actually quite surprised at Blackburn because I think first five minutes, I think when they sort of did a couple of long balls to Rhodes, big diagonals. I thought, oh, the sort of team they're going to be. Then after you know, after we scored our first goal and sort of all calmed down, they they actually kept the ball really nicely. Us, you know. Um, they did have us on the ropes for a bit. I mean, when we just kept giving fouls away, we had about a five-minute spell where we just could not get out of our own half. And I think for us not to concede at that point and just to, you know, manage to control it just about, I thought it was really good. They oddly seemed to control the midfield that day. They got to the defence and they couldn't get through. I mean, George yeah. was well covered by mm. uh, Bath and Stearman. Um But we didn't really give them a chance to go. No, I thought, I've, we looked... I mean, they didn't. Did they even get in behind our defence? I mean, yeah. Rhodes obviously got in behind back for the penalty, which was a bit soft. Um, but I can't remember him putting many balls into the box from getting in behind the no. fullbacks. So I thought defensively it was a very solid was... display. Um, Blackburn, they're they're a cultured championship team now, aren't yeah, they? So they're the sort of games that aren't going to be easy. So it was yeah. still it was a great performance. From a tough game, it was always going to be a tough game. Yeah, I mean, Evan Corey Evans, the one who the player decided to try and square up to Stearman. Look at how Stearman just laughed. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got about five inches on him, and yeah, so him and Carney have got like. And what about in height? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Right. Yeah, they've got the highest pass percentages in the league, I think. Um, in terms of players who sort of actually started a few games, so I, you know they kept, especially sort of start the second half as well. Um, so I think it was nice to see us actually grind out the result as such and score more than one goal. From them, mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a deserving win though, even yeah, though Blackburn probably the best team that have come to Manchester so far. Yeah, um, it was still a deserved mm. win for Wolves. Um, again, going forward, my only qualm is. We're just not getting bodies in the box. Yeah, enough. that's what I was going to yeah. mention. We, it's Dico keeps although although I thought he played fantastic. Mm-hmm. My man of the match went down the channels, held the ball pretty well. By him going down the channels, then there's no the game. There. Yeah, and that's where this whole striker mm-hmm. urgency comes into it. Um, Sacco at the double, great free kick. Yes, lovely free kick. Terrible wall though. Great free <laughs> kick. As soon as I saw it line up, me and um, the guy I sit next to, Melia, it's like. Is that Wolf? This is like a yard in between the two guys. So I was just thought, Sacco is just going to drill that as hard as he can between the two of them. But that's a Sacco, that shot it, was a Sacco that, we know. Yeah. yeah that yeah. powerful yeah. shot that no one, mm-hmm. no one can stop. And his second goal, not, not really fumble, but... 
It could have fumbled. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't strike. It was, clean. Clean. it was a bit like um, the strike against Rotherham. Mm. But then Sacco has no right foot at all. In fairness to him, mm. his right foot is mm. is pretty diabolical. But you know, so Sacco and Dicko linking up again for Sacco's second. Some um, great play by Dicko down the flank. James the, Henry second yeah. half. When he, yes, fantastic. yes, and again going back to getting bodies in the box. Some of the crosses James Henry I put in was absolutely I super. really like James Henry. I, was, I mean, I only caught about eight games last season. Um, but what James Henry, I think, played every one. Just, he's almost Michael Kitely-esque, isn't he? Where mm. he just gets the ball and he just gets his head down, just goes as far as he can to the byline and just hooks in a cross. It's, mm. it's, it's, delivery it's a very super. traditional wing play. What a good problem for Jackie to have. Yeah. To yeah. not only have those type of plays with Jake as well competing with... Second VLP, but to have that quality you can bring yeah. up yeah. if if you need it as well. Um, not worrying for Jacobs, but hasn't featured now for a while. Mm. He was such a key man the the you know last six months of last season, and now he can't seem to get an edge away. I, I just think with all the subs, it's going to be hard for him to get in with how well everybody's playing at the moment, which is a positive really. Yeah, and and to be mourning that we've got such quality on the bench that can't get a kick because the other eleven are playing so well. It's a superb turnaround from 18 months ago mm. when we looked absolutely disgustingly bad. Um, so it's a great headache for, for Jackie to have. Mm. And it's a great option for us to have such quality on the bench which can't get a kick because, yeah. again, Dave Edwards, I just think his movement was superb on Saturday. It? Was it very uh, Paul Scholes-esque? Oh, it was more sort of Rivaldo-esque. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I mean... His, his movement off the ball, play, the Blackburn mm. players just couldn't track him. And he was just getting into those pockets of space, receiving the ball, just playing it off nice and simple. And I'm not Dave Edwards' biggest fan, believe it or not. I'm really not. <laughs> but I just think he gets a lot of criticism because he's not very good on the ball, which I think is fair because he's not the most technically gifted mm. player in the world. But his footballing brain and his movement, if you go to a Wolves game and just watch Dave Edwards' yeah. movement off the ball... If you know anything about football, you'll understand. It's super. Players can't track him. He gets into the space, which means he's available for a pass, which is so important for the style of football we're going to play. Mm. So, with Edwards playing how he's playing, I'd say he's, he's so deserved if to be front of Jacobs at the moment. Fo- yeah, if you're doing pass and move football, you need, mm. people, yeah. sounds, you need people to move, don't you? And he just finds a space sort of in front of the defenders, in the corners, mm. and stretches them, it's... He's all, he's got the athleticism. He's as almost well. matured in age, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense with yeah. football. He's almost developed and learned that. that oh, part I don't know, like 27, 28. 28. 28. I, think, I think he's the oldest. So he's probably he's peak, peak, really, isn't it? Yeah, he's his peak as a midfielder. So superb and Akimi again. Some of the side that free kick, the one that was similar to Rotherham when he cleared, he got deflected. That save as well. And came out and closed down Rhodes. Second half, yes. where he just sort of took mm-hmm. everything in his path. Yeah. Um, I was I was talking to uh, my brother-in-law this afternoon, and I sort of dropped a little bit of a bombshell. Right now, it's well known what I said about Akimi previously. Yeah, let, 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 why don't you remind the audience what you said? What did I say? Just about how crap he was, and he'll never play for Wolves. Yeah. He's terrible. Which uh, at the n- time, he, yeah, at he the time, was, I you know, he, he, but. Is he? Is he better than Matt Murray? 
<laughs> what a statement. Is he better than Matt Murray? Because part of me see, I think is if, thinking yes, see, he's think, better than Matt Murray. I think if you ask Matt Murray, Matt Murray would probably say yes. But that's because Matt Murray's such a nice nicest guy, yeah. guy in the world. <laughs> uh, Matt Murray, from I've, you know, ever since in interviews, um, has always bigged up a Carla Keeney. Mm-hmm. But that is an interesting... I wonder whether it's still early days of the Keeney. I know he's, te- now he's technically going into his third full season. Mm-hmm. As a number one at Wolves. How old is Carly Keane? About 26. I know he's. I'm sure he's about 28 as well. Is isn't he? Because I'm going to do some Googling yeah. research. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's slightly older than you'd think. We'll come back to uh, Carly Keane when we get this stat in a second then. Um, the defence thought again played well. Goldborn in particular. Oh, Goldborn was superb. And so oh, was Matt Doherty. Yeah, no. So, oh, Obviously, the, the uh, second half, I was, I'm sort of right in line with where he made that run. I was just. So close. Mm. Same age as me. 28. You, you know, you could have easily gone for a 21 joke there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think that'll be an interesting question. Why don't you let us know on Ask WWFC Fancast. Yeah. Is Akimi, or no, who's better, Akimi or Matt oh. Murray? Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can put it up on, on Twitter this week. Let us know. Um, and also on Facebook, Wolves Football Fancast Show and like. Um, second half, I thought, especially after the penalty, Blackburn really got into it, really scared Wolves a bit. Mm-hmm. Wolves almost reverted to counter, I thought, mm-hmm. in the second half. Which, you know, even though you're at home, sometimes you have to, because mm-hmm. Blackburn got that um, dodgy penalty, put it away. Didn't Jordan Rowe score the penalty last time he played at Molyneux as well? And that was a dodgy penalty from Sackhouse Fell, wasn't it? Actually, no, did Sackhouse kick him? But either way, he likes a penalty at the Molyneux. Um, but yeah, so obviously they had the wind in the sails then, the, their tails was up, they were chasing the game. So, clever play from Wolves to sit back, soak it up and yeah. hit them on the break with the pace that mm-hmm. we've got. You know, yeah. we've got, we are going to be extremely dangerous on the break and it yeah. can almost count against other teams for them to attack us because we've just got that much pace and yeah. creativity now and fluidity cool. that we, we will cause the teams a lot of problems on the break. Mm. Mm. They came into the game, they played well. Um... The third goal killed him off. Yeah, yeah. it killed it him really, off. And you could see it. Maybe the, the scoreline's unfair as in we didn't deserve to win by two, but we definitely deserved to win mm. the game. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And one thing that did surprise me was how Sunday league-like in stature David Dunn looked. I tell you what, there's a few of that Blackburn. I fear for Grant Hanley's waistline. Oh my God. being a professional footballer. That's he a... is going to balloon, isn't he? He was shocking. Yeah. He is an Say awful ben, defender. Last week, um, ben, ben called it, didn't yeah. he? Ben called it. Um, let's get to some comments we had on Twitter from the game, which is a particular point from these comments that I want to uh, bring up. Uh, Danny Powers said, another solid performance that came into the game just before and after half-time only helped ref. Only helped by ref decisions, mm-hmm. passed it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Crowther, uh, Wolves great first half, lost mid- mid- midfield battle in the second. Evans not the solution. Twelve points from fifteen feels great. Uh, Chris Hughes sticky spot came from a bit of sloppiness. Comfortable otherwise. Uh, Doherty was excellent along with Goldborn. Uh, Andy Woggle uh, poorest ref in a long time. Uh, we looked lethal at times. Only weak link. Evans looked a bit lost for mm-hmm. lots of the games. Happy days. Uh, our good friend Steve Koenig, uh, Saka was brilliant. We must keep him. Forget financial gain, continuity uh, prevents calamity. I'll get my words out there. And uh, finally, uh, Daniel Hall, uh, Danny Bath, fantastic. Penalty was unlucky. That lad Goldburn's all right. Someone should write something about him. Just referring to his own blog, of course. Did, did you not re- want to read out Steve Koenig's other tweet after the game? 
What was what was Steve Koenig's tweet? Uh, what was the other tweet? Oh my god, Dave! I'm sure the fan cast was uh, mentioned in it. Carry on, hold on. Okay, I'll, I'll fill it. Let, let's talk about Richard. Let's talk, what, what he finds this yeah, tweet. Let's talk I'll, about I'll, Lee Evans because yeah. there were a lot of people after the game who said he did have a poor game, despite the previously probably near mug the match performances. Yeah, I say it's a difficult one. He's young, mm. and I actually think he did all right. For, he did very well first half. I think sort of when Wolves are getting their backs against the wall, as said, I think that's when he starts to lose lose it and the pressure's on him to keep mm. the ball and to keep it moving. That's when it gets a bit wayward. But I found out today he apparently has a better pass completion rate than um, McDonald. What, this season? Yeah. Ah. I know, I Yeah. Say, that is a shock, actually. Like, Clay Mack can't stop winning things, if you know what I mean. Mm. With every single stat. He has... McDon- don't tell him. <laughs> McDonald averages the most passes in a game in the whole league. Um, and I think Edwards is about fifth in the whole league. But Dave Edwards is fifth? No, e- Evans is oh, fifth. Um, yeah, Evans is fifth. Um, Goldborn is eighth in the whole league. God, that's um, impressive for a left-back, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Stearman's 16th. Um, a very good start to the play. season, Steam. Yeah, I think it, that's gone under a radar because mm-hmm. um, I know Bass had a good From season. From Brodiel, by the way. Is he? <laughs> Just in case I, hadn't, that. I hadn't noticed. I've been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently, I don't know, with Evans, I think it's possibly because he doesn't put a foot in. That's mm. not his style of game. Well, the problem for him now, which both of them got their very brief debut yeah. on Saturday, Rowe and Savile. But, you know, both of those players could easily nip him to that post and well, he's got to keep his yeah. performances up. How but do you think they'll fit in? I think Rowe, I think we talked about it, was it last week we talked about, I think Rowe is probably the, the replacement for Evans, I would See, think. See, because McDonald, didn't he used to play sort of the attacking role for Sheffield United? I mean, I don't think they should, but do you reckon Wolves might have... Savile, Rowan Savile as your two holders and have McDonald slightly further forward or do you think you just keep McDonald where he is because he's I'll, so yeah, I'll just, brilliant I'll, I'll just keep McDonald where he is yeah. I really would I wouldn't and then sort of, I'd be scared to yeah. move him yeah have, um, you, um, have you found this tweet? yes let's, let's hear what this apparent tweet was I'll let, you, I'll let you read it out here we go right Oh, no. <laughs> right, here's a tweet from Steve Koenig uh, right after the game, um, which w- was sent to Luke, really, or was probably talking about you, wasn't it, rather yeah. than sent you on Twitter. At uh, YamYamLuke, if you want to follow Luke on Twitter. At uh, YamYamLuke, I can't believe I've got to read this, um, <laughs> is a visionary on Wolves fancast. Uh, spot on prediction of the 3 1 scoreline and goal brace by a player. Yes, yeah, so you're a visionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, I can't believe you missed that. I feel fighting sort of, Yeah, I didn't really want to boost your ego even more, did I? <laughs> no. um, all in all, then, with Blackburn, now into the international break, third in the league, early days still, but undefeated at home. Mm. Fantastic. The only thing that scares me is, remember when we was last in the Prem, and we was third in, we was third in the Prem, wasn't we, at the yeah. time? International, international break. break, and then, yeah. But I think you'll find that the season after in the Championship, we were near... Third, we yeah, probably were third. third October, <laughs> we went which... to the international break, and then we had a little yeah. blip. Then Wolves don't do well after international breaks. It's it's known. It's well known. I, I mean, if you look at our upcoming fixtures, I think we've got Blackpool, Bolton, Charlton, possibly mm. Huddersfield, mm. I believe. I mean, that's that, that's a banana scheme waiting to happen, isn't it? Blackpool. Yeah, you know, yeah. it happened with Portsmouth, didn't it? They went first seven mm. games without winning. Come to Molyneux, even though the mm. ref and linesman that day was yeah. appalling. And and the Beatles one was it? Um, but another thing I did notice 
which impressed me. Even though it's still early days and we've only played five games, but we've got the best defence in the league already. Yeah. We've only conceded two goals. And if you look at it, one was a block yeah. and the well, other was a penalty, penalty. Yeah. which is superb. And that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Obviously, we're not here next week because it is an international break. So we're back in a couple of weeks' time uh, to review that game against Blackpool. Our interview with Scott Goldborn uh, should be on our YouTube channel any time now. So uh, go and search for Wolves Fancast on YouTube and you check out that interview. The key word of that interview, ladies and gentlemen, banter. Is the key yeah. word not Malcolm McCoy banter? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but the key word is banter. Also, you'll find out um, what Scott Goldborn's first question would be if he was on blind date. It's a good answer. It is a very, very good answer. So make sure you check out our YouTube channel for our interview with Scott Goldborn. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook Walls Football Fancast Show, um, and go onto our, our blogging site WallsFootballFancast.wordpress.com. But for this week and for a couple of weeks, it's bye from Richard. Goodbye. Bye from Luke. See you later. And it's bye from me. See you in a couple of weeks.